This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Good afternoon, Great Bower Hastings and District and Radio Kidnappers listeners. This afternoon I have the privilege in talking with Lucy Miller who's going to explain all about Aberfield in Hawke's Bay. Uh, So good afternoon uh, Lucy. Uh, Can you just give the listeners a brief introduction on your background? Kia ora Ron and kia ora koutou to all the listeners today. yeah, I'm Lucy. I'm a, I'm currently a social worker, and I've been a social worker in Hawke's Bay for about six years. I, before that, in Wellington, um, I first worked here at Age Concern in Hastings, and felt frequently overwhelmed by the number of people over sixty-five who were having trouble finding accommodation and secure accommodation that was affordable. Um, I went from there to the DHB and of course there the social workers are on a daily basis faced with people who have nowhere really to go to live um, following discharge because their accommodation has disappeared for various reasons. So um, yeah, so I was very interested in the whole issue of housing for older people and um, in my work I visited the Titai Whenua uh, Whare in Bristol Ave in Flaxmere, which provides housing for, I think it's 11 residents in uh, secure, supported living. Um, and I could see how wonderful it was for the people that lived there and how they blossomed. Um, so it was catering for people who were socially isolated. And through that, I became interested in, in getting involved in setting something up in Hawke's Bay. So um, that then comes to my next question, which is how did Aberfield uh, get involved in uh, Hawke's Bay for older people? So um, Aberfield started in England in 1956, I believe, is when it, it, went, it began there. And it quickly it was a housing charity model, and it quickly spread to other countries. Um, it hoped to house people who were socially isolated. So these were often people who had lived alone for many years, um, widows, widowers, but they were also people who were independent and capable of of living um, independently. Um, And the idea was to um, provide companionship and safety. And, of course, these are vital ingredients to well-being. Loneliness is... um, more than um, a social issue for older people, it impacts their health and mental health. So um, this model was geared to try and address that loneliness. Um, Once you're lonely, you often lose motivation for things like cooking for yourself and providing good meals, and that in turn can lead to a myriad of problems. So, um, you know, the sense of loss... um, the loss of interest in, in looking after you for yourself is really, that's what Abbeyfield's trying to deal with. Right. Um, so tell us about how it's going to be set up in Hawke's Bay. We, uh, we've formed a committee 
This, we met, our first meeting was, we had, we've had we been working with the councils, I guess, in the region, and then in 2020 we we had a public meeting in Hastings, and we had a good turnout at that meeting, and from there we formed a steering committee, and it's quite a process from there to become a, uh, we became affiliated with Abbeyfield New Zealand, and then we it became a registered charity and we set up a bank account. So we've had a, the, a very strong committee running since then. And so that was the original meeting that I got invited through to come along uh, to represent Grey Power back in 2020. Yes, yes, that's right. And it right. was run by a lady that came through from Nelson and, uh, yes. and did a... Um, a seminar and a show up on uh, up in the library. That's right. Yes. So Susan right. Jenkins is the CEO for Abbeyfield New Zealand. Jenkins, um, yeah. Yes. So she's been very supportive of us here too. Right. Well, that's excellent because uh, it seemed to have sort of stalemated. I didn't hear much about it, and it was at one of our meetings with uh, the Mayor Sandra Hazelhurst that um, said, "Oh no, Ron, uh, there's been a committee or a steering committee yes. being formed." And uh, then, of course, out of the blue, you, I get an email from you. Oh, right. So, um, yeah, this is good. So, yeah. when and where was it first set up? So, you've told us it was formed back in England. Yes, but here in New Zealand, where was your first ever? field and then what other ones have we got now up and running in New Zealand? So in 1991 it, it came to New Zealand and the first house was built in Stoke. Stoke um, in Nelson? Yep and now there are 14 houses up, up and operating throughout New Zealand and I believe there are 11 in the planning stage I guess we're one of those. So, so you, you, Hastings could be one of the 11 that... I think there. so, yes. Right. Yes. So at the moment, they are in Whangarei, Auckland, Waikato, Palmerston North, Masterton, Golden Bay, Motueka, Stoke, Tahanui, Christchurch, Ellesmere, Hokitipu, Dunedin and Wigram. Oh, that's that's excellent. Yeah. And um, as a result, they're fully occupied and uh, going very well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing well, and I think Leeston is is I think fundraising for their second one. So, for a fairly small community, it's been very popular. Right. So, can you now? We now know uh, that there's fourteen, and uh, how uh, does that operate? So, like financially, um, and what's the layout like? Yeah. You know, is there a cook or do they have yes. to cook for themselves? Can you explain that to our listeners? So it's a, it's a model for communal living. It's a bit like flatting for seniors. And the houses usually have about 12 to 14 residents. And they have a, um, a, live-in, a, a live-in housekeeper. And that person buys the shopping and does the cooking. So people are... One of the requirements is that they are prepared to eat lunch and dinner together, so you get that sense of community. They can do what they like for their own breakfast. But the house is fully stocked, and um, that that housekeeper is is really integral to the model and provides oversight and just keeps things going along. But all these people that live there, they're all independent, so it's really their home. It's like a flat. They can go out and do whatever they wish during the day. They're perfectly free. It's for people who... Well, in Hastings, it'll be for people who are on limited income. So they don't probably own a home. 
they might have traditionally accessed council flats, that type of thing. But of course, you know, there's more demand than we have supply of right. those. Right. So, you know, when I arrived in Hastings from Auckland, uh, we rented it 400 a week mm. until we managed to get uh, into the Masonic Trust. Uh, where we're now paying okay. 190 a week. Yeah. So uh, had we not got into one of those yes. and this Aberfield was up, that's yes. the type of people that you're looking for there yes. that are yes. just solely on the national superannuation yeah. uh, and can't afford the $600 or yes. $700 rental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, that's yeah. excellent. Now, yes. just going back to... Um, in the kitchen or uh, there, uh, I understood that uh, there was a chef that actually cooked the meals for the people, um, a main meal. Yes, yes. Um, And then, uh, uh, is that so, Uh, that they do get a a, a, a natural hot meal um, um, every day provided for them? Um, Mm. But uh, as you early on said there, that, Breakfast is something that they can just come down, yes. grab a wheat bakes or yes. cornies and have right. that. But um, lunchtime or tea time, there is an actual hot meal yes. uh, for them. Yes, uh, that's uh, right. Yes, I think it, it may vary between the houses, but um, it's usually lunch, I believe. And, yeah, right. You know, and the, so that's yes, because I have a brother in a rest home, and they have the hot yeah, meal at lunchtime, yeah. and then they have a light meal in the evening. Yes, yes. So this would be on a similar thing, but. Yeah. Um, they're um, like my brother is he's independent mm. he can go and come mm. and go as he likes um, so um, what um, what are we looking at in, in, in rental price um, yeah, so what, what um, it is cost? affordable on super and and usually it, it will cost all of your super except you're left with some of your own spending money I think they about forty dollars a week so so uh, yeah I think it's a about three ninety a week per resident, and there's a lot of support through volunteers, and um, you know, so there's a lot of extra work done for free to keep the house sustainable. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. The way that I understood it when uh, when I attended the seminar, that they bring their own furniture. Or is the furniture yes. supplied? I think they do bring their own because yeah, a lot of them will come for the. You know, they would have had things to yeah, bring. Yeah. So they yeah, they set the rooms up they set their with own their own room things. Up. And, and I was led to believe that it was over to them to keep it clean and tidy, yes. etc. Yes. So the only thing that the organisation Aberfield does is um, uh, supply a hot meal and, an e- and a, a light... Um, and, and the housekeeper would make sure that the rest of the property is, is kept clean, um, you know, the communal spaces... People who are residents can have as much care coming in as you would if you were living in your own home. So sometimes people at home need someone to come and shower for them, and and they can have that at Abbeyfield too. So there is that support. I guess the difference is it's not rest home care. It it is like independent living. Yes. And you can have those support services coming in. Come in. Right now then. What we've found with these houses is that it delays going into a rest home by up to three years. Right. So it's pretty significant. And it's a big saving for the DHBs. All right. What made Aberfield come to Hawke's Bay then? Uh, instead in, um, well, f- more so Hastings then. I mean, uh, Hawke's Bay covers by back right through to Wire Orbit. Yeah. But why did Aberfield select Hastings? Well, we, we have been um, talking with all the councils in the area about what we were hoping to do. And 
I think in other parts of New Zealand, councils have been really supportive in, in helping find some land or giving, you know, having land available at very low rent, that type of thing. So, and we found um, Mayor Hazelhurst has been fantastic and, um, and, and the council, and they've sort of indicated to us some land that could be coming available. In Flaxmere. Yeah, in Flaxmere. Yep. Yeah, that's yes. what I heard from Mayor Hazelhurst yeah. as well. So um, that, that's terrific. Yes. Um, all right, well, that was my next question. So uh, have you obtained a site or a building? So um, is that a, a, a piece of land or is it a building that you've been... It is a piece of land it's there. It's a piece of land. Yeah. So therefore then we'll be looking at quite a lot of funding that you will require yes. to be able to establish a 12... Um, yeah. um, room uh, I, and, and lounge etc yes. uh, because uh, each room would have their own toilet and um, yes. shower uh, etc wouldn't they the rooms are, are quite lovely the ones we've been we've been to several of the Abbeyfield houses they're about 28 square meters so it's quite generous and you they're ensuited but there's room for a, a couch and TV and table and and this, they have the lovely ensuite plus access to a small garden space um, where they can sit outside on a terrace. Um, yeah, so yes, we're looking at I think about three million dollars to get it up and running. But the other Abbey Fields have had quite a lot of success. I know in Palmerston North, the Army helped build theirs through their building program. But we haven't got to the stage of looking into all this part of it yet because we need to secure the land. And once we have the land, we'll be able to put a concept together that we can show people and that will help us with our fundraising. Right. So at this stage, you're still in your early stages of mm. development mm. Uh, and uh, by the purpose of being my guest uh, today, there that um, the voice could get out there that could help you to achieve your goal yes. uh, uh, to get it established in yeah. Hastings. Now, because Hawke's Bay is a big area and population is the same, like Napier would have the same problems as what Hastings has got, and you've explained how you've got 14 and there's 11 other sites coming yes. up, there could be a possibility that... There could be one developed in Napier or Wire or oh, yes. or possibly Waipakarau if this one in mm. Hastings gets off and, and, and is successful. Well I think Leeston is quite a small town in, in North Canterbury. I think you know, yes, I think yes. there isn't it about five thousand the population. Yes. So they yep. and they're building their second one just because they've had a wonderful group of volunteers supporting them and they got the first one up and running and found there was demand for another. So, I mean, they're really the people that move in thrive, is all I can say. Right. With this, you know, because you're independent, but you've got company if you want it. And it's just a fantastic model. And so they're going into their second one. So I guess if it works and, it's, and people are enjoying it, you could have quite a few houses locally. All right, so um, we've now come on to how is it being funded. Well, of course, you uh, I see on the email that you emailed me uh, that you're hoping to get a raffles uh, up and running uh, to assist there. What mm. other type of funding are you looking at? Well, we're going, we, we've got a couple on the committee that are looking at fundraising, and I think they are going to go through formal funding streams for to try and get the bulk of our funding, but we are aware that we need to do fundraising at a, a local level to create awareness as well and support for the house. 
So this year we were hoping to run a substantial raffle with a good prize, maybe a car, <laughs> something like that. So that's sort of, we're working away on that at the moment. We're doing sausage sizzles at Bunnings fairly regularly. Um, we have another initiative we've set up with the bank account, um, asking people to make a regular donation, maybe of $2 a fortnight. But, you know, a small amount that could be quite significant with if we had enough people doing it. So, yeah, that's something else we're encouraging. All right, no, no, this is good because um, uh, now the committee that you're talking about, what uh, position do you um, hold on the committee? Are you one of the executives or, I mean, I'm the no. president of Great Power, <laughs> um, you know, and then yeah. I have a committee as well, so... No, I'm, um, I'm just a, a, one of the committee members. You're just one yes. of the committee members yeah. Uh, yeah. that decided to uh, come in yes. and, and, and see if you could talk to Great Power. Yes. And, of course... Um, being in lockdown with COVID, uh, I uh, gave you the offer to come on here, and then later on, when we get out of COVID, I'll get you to come along and talk to our group as well. So hopefully you could achieve twice as much by firstly on air and then coming and addressing a group of people over the issue. Now, are the other committee members as active as you, or are they...? It's a great little committee. They're fantastic. So we've got uh, Mark Bayliss as the chairperson. Mark's ah, an, architect, okay. an architect, so he's been very helpful and, and understands the whole construction side. Rick Cranswick is our treasurer, and um, Mary Ellen Wersham is our secretary. And then we've got several other social workers who are on the committee, and, right. and everyone's sort of busy trying to do what they can. I think we all work full-time, so it's it's a bit of a challenge, but, yes, yes. you know, we'll get there. Yeah. So these people that you've named, were they at the original um, meeting back in 2020? or Most, had, were. Um, most were. I think Rick has come on more recently. Recently, uh, yes. yes. But yeah. um, I think everyone else was there at the beginning. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, I know that uh, we all had to sign a form. Mm. Uh, they invited us uh, to uh, come on to form a committee, and that's when um, yeah. uh, I happened to sign very late at leaving, and I noticed there wasn't the volume of people offering. And, no, <laughs> and that's why I was wondering if uh, why got... it sort of went dormant, and then. Well, but we, it, well, yeah, I know it might appear dormant, but it was there's a lot to do in the background to get to become a registered charity. It's a long process. It's a long process. Yeah, so right. I mean, we got together in August in 2020, so we're we're not doing too bad. You know, we we're kind of moving along. Um, right, because you're on the, you know, I mean, I interviewed Age Concern, and they've got a one where they were. Um, um, where a gentleman or a lady were living by themselves, they then yeah. were getting a, another person and then they were checked out and if they were cohabitable, yeah. they then came in and lived in. Oh, with yes. That. And yes. Um, that was another good scheme and then yeah. we heard about your scheme. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, your one yes. uh, seems more uh, invitable than, than the age concern one. So it was interesting yeah. to hear... Uh, that prior to going to the Hawke's Bay Health Board that you did work for yes, Age Concern yes, yes. in Hastings. So you do yeah. know a yeah. bit of what's yeah. out there and what yes. your job or Age Concern are doing for the community yes. here. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. All right. Uh, can you enlighten um, the members where they can get brochures or have you got a phone 
or email yes. address that you could announce over the air so that you can get some feedback from our um, meeting today. Yeah, I've got this um, brochure here. So I mean, if you can... I'll just read the... Read just the uh, contact numbers there the, so there's um, any of our members. Email address is Abbeyfield Hawks Bay, so A-B-B-E-Y-F-I-E-L-D-H-B at gmail.com. And you can ring 027-363-1727 if you're interested in supporting or joining the committee. We'd love more committee members, people to help with our fundraising. That would be a difficult task because Great Power is still searching for volunteers <laughs> to come on committee. Yes. And I've yep. heard there that it's a, a big um, monstrous task to uh, get people now. They mm. seem to like to enjoy the benefits which Grey Power are offering, such subject to uh, like the Grey Power electricity, yeah. uh, but they like to reap the rewards from that but they yeah. don't want to get themselves involved in coming along once a month yeah. uh, for an hour and a half on yes. a committee and then do things yeah. so uh, yeah. I wish you all the luck in achieving <laughs> that goal uh, but I must take my hat off to you and, and I appreciate you coming along here this afternoon and explaining to our listeners as well as um, uh, Radio Kidnappers listeners and I wish you all the best in oh. succeeding and hope to see an Aberfield out in Flaxmere <laughs> in the next 18 to 2 years. Oh. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Ron. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.